you know, I think God directs and leads. And, you know, I think for me, just know that, okay, I feel very fortunate to do what I do and, and very grateful and, um, you know, just want to, you know, stay true to that original intent of ministry with, with what we do at VeggieTales. He's one of the creators of VeggieTales, and he's the voice of Larry the Cucumber. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. My guest today is the talented Mike Naraki. We'll begin getting to know Mike in just a few moments, but first, let me remind you to visit us online at firstpersoninterview.com. We've made a few improvements to the website to serve you better, so I hope you'll take a minute to go to firstpersoninterview.com. You'll find a list of past and future guests and an archive of past interviews. Firstpersoninterview.com. We're also found on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash firstpersoninterview. Today's guest, Mike Naraki, is the co-founder, along with Phil Vischer, of the children's animated video series, VeggieTales. Today, Mike is the executive vice president of Big Idea Entertainment, writing and directing both movies and videos. But as talent, he still voices several of the characters, including, famously, I might add, Larry the Cucumber. As a matter of fact, when we sat down to talk in the Big Idea offices near Nashville, I wasn't quite sure at first who I was talking with, Mike or his alter ego. Well, the alter ego would be a cucumber. So uh, if he's not pitch shifted, he doesn't sound quite like a cucumber, but pretty close. The cucumber. There pretty you go. close. Yeah, pretty close. We do a little tweaking. Mike, welcome to First Person. Thanks, Wayne. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's always to nice to you. see you and uh, hear how, uh, how creative uh, you are and doing what you do. Tell me about Big Idea these days. Wow, you know, we're making VeggieTales. You know, we do every year about three uh, releases, three original 45-minute releases. So VeggieTales is still your life. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, you know, making the veggies, uh, you know, eight, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week plus, <laughs> you know. But it's just really, it's so much fun. I mean, I consider myself so blessed to be able to tell stories and, you know, especially stories that remind kids that God made them special and he loves them very much. Um, you know, from a creative standpoint, uh, you know, the show is structured in a way where, uh, you know, we've got this ensemble cast of vegetables that can assume any identity in any in any point in time in history uh, and just dress them up differently. And, you know, they're different, you know, Mr. Potato Head clothes <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then set off on a new story. So we're able to tell a variety of different stories, but all with that core biblical value. And I'm just I just feel so blessed to be able to continue to do that. The VeggieTales story is well known. Um, Phil Vischer is still working with you as a consultant, I understand, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, Phil still does all his voices. You he know, does. Phil does okay. a, probably about ten voices for Veggie. So we're we're working with Phil. I just saw Phil a couple days ago, actually. Yeah. So yeah, he's going strong with Veggie still. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know that uh, it still is. You're still putting out the the good stuff uh, with the same heart for kids that you always did, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the, I mean, we've come so far in you know 18 years and have experienced so many up and downs um and i you know when when the company went through bankruptcy back in um 2002 um i would have never imagined you know god continuing to to use it it looked know, like it was so, over so didn't yeah it? it looked like it was over and um you know i just feel you know really blessed and fortunate that we've been able to continue and you know just with um you know we're at the point now where i'm meeting um, parents who were children uh, when VeggieTales first came out. You know, That's so humbling. It is, it is. <laughs> so I'm feeling feeling kind of old. But just to know that, you know, VeggieTales has touched their life in such a way that they're now showing it to their kids. And to talk to these kids who, 
you know, some of them, many of them haven't seen the old shows. You know, they're referencing all the new stuff. And sure. so that makes me feel yeah. really great. Mike, I want to talk more about VeggieTales today, but take me back to your start in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you know that this is what you needed to be doing in life? And how did that happen? And just tell me that story. Yeah. Well, it took me a while to get to know that this is what I was supposed to be doing. I came to know Christ when I was 11 um, years old, actually watching Billy Graham uh, on, on TV. Truly. In fact, I just got off a call. They're doing a chicken soup for the soul book. Uh-huh. And they interviewed me for that. And it was such a huge honor because Billy Graham touched my life in, in such amazing ways, And you know, starting when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And um, so I came to know Christ when I was 11. And uh, became involved in um, denomination. Uh, our, our whole family became involved in the Christian and Missionary Alliance denomination. Yeah, sure, I know it well. Where, yeah, where missions were were really emphasized. And I remember going to a youth conference uh, uh, while I was in high school, and, and going forward and dedicating my life to ministry. And at the time, I I kind of just had to take cues from what I knew. You know, I I loved. I loved drama, and I was in every church drama, you know, that I could get my hands on, and I loved singing, and I would write these goofy songs all the time to make <laughs> my friends laugh. But just in terms of what I could do for, you know, a, a ministry and a uh-huh, living, sure. um, that didn't even cross my no, mind. No, you're not thinking of that as a kid. Yeah, you? I'm no. not thinking. And some people do. I mean, I know Phil grew up, he wanted to be a filmmaker, you know, straight away. That's what he wanted to do. But for me, um, you know, my mom was a nurse, my dad was an engineer, my older brother was a chemistry major. So the pieces that I could put together, to me, that looked like, oh, well, yeah, I could be a doctor, you know, and I, I could definitely serve uh, serve God being a doctor as a missionary doctor. And so so that's what that looked like to me then. And so um, so I headed off to a denominational college. Uh, at the time, it was called uh, St. Paul Bible College. It's now called Crown College. Uh, to take some Bible classes and some other electives, uh, you know, with the purpose of then transferring over to a school where I could do my pre-med and biology um, major. Uh, Every student going into that school had to do a student ministry, and uh, it was a required student ministry. And I had been involved in children's ministry, and I'd done some puppeting, and they had a puppet team. So I thought, hey, I'll go out for the puppet team. (laughs) So um, it's a great way to meet girls. (laughs) So those cool guys on the puppet team. see right through that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um, the first day on puppet team, I met Phil. He'd also been involved in puppetry, and and we just really hit it off creatively right away. We just started writing stuff, and we had both grown up with, you know, big, big Monty Python fans and... You know, uh, so you know, you Muppet that kind fans. Of zany, uh, yeah, look at things. Absolutely. Right? And so we would, we would, we'd write our own shows and then travel around with the team performing. And we'd often find that you know the adults in the back of the room were laughing harder than the kids <laughs> in the front of the room. But we just had so much fun doing it. it had such a great creative chemistry. And became really great friends. And so we thought, well, you know, let's do this. I'm going into medicine. You're going into film. We had both only planned on going to this college for a year or two. Let's move out to Los Angeles. And, you know, you go to film school, I'll go to med school, and it'll be great. So that that's what the plan was. And so after the first year and a half, um, we were both <laughs> we both failed chapel and were asked to leave. <laughs> so, so it was nothing more than just, uh, you know, you know. I, Wait a minute. All you had to do was show up. All right? you had to do is show up at chapel. And you yeah, failed that. I failed that, okay. yeah. So well, I, I scheduled I, I my first— a, I had a similar experience, so I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I scheduled my first class. My, my mistake was scheduling my first class until after chapel, the hour after chapel. So I would just sleep in every day and then go to my first class, knowing that I, that I wasn't going to come back the next semester. God anyway. had a wonderful plan for your life. <laughs> That's right. 
I, they were they were kind enough uh, after a number of years to invite Phil and I back, you know, to the college. Oh, really? Um, to give us an award. Oh, you they, were distinguished alumni. Uh, distinguished award. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we, after being kicked out of uh, out, out of the school, it's, it's amazing how the memory sort of fades when uh, <laughs> exactly. when somebody rises in, in uh, visibility, right? Oh, but you know, they were they were so lovely about it, and they it was a prof- it was called the professional award, and it was given to us in chapel. So I just remember uh, going up to the podium in chapel. My first words were in my Larry the Cucumber voice. So this is what chapel looks like. <laughs> and evidently the word had spread and, you know, everybody thought that was very funny. So, but, um, what, a, what a moment. <laughs> yeah, but it was a, a wonderful school. Actually, my niece is at that school right now. Uh, so where was B. I? Plan B. Plan B, yes. You, you don't so, go to Los Angeles? No, we didn't go to Los Angeles because we went both back to our, 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 our own hometowns. I was in, my parents were in Denver. His parents were in the Chicago area. And Phil actually landed a job as an intern at a video post house in the Chicago area and thought, well, this is kind of what I want to do with my life. I think I'm going to do, I'm going to stay here and do this. And so I was roommateless all of a sudden. And, um, and actually, you know, at the time it was a very difficult time for me because my parents were going through a divorce and, um, I just kind of knew that I needed to get out of the house. You know, I was, you know, had been in college a year and a half and, you know, that turmoil was going on and, and, you know, I thought, you know what? Um, you know, I could, I could stay around here and go to college, but I think I just need to, I I just felt like, okay, I need to, 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 to go. And so, um, uh, I started looking around the Chicago area for med schools and there's plenty, (laughs) there's there's plenty of, and so I ended up putting my eye on the university of Illinois, Chicago, which had a great, you know, pre-med and and the med school connected with Cook County hospital, which is one of the busiest emergency rooms in the country and thought that'd be a great place to learn how to be a missionary doctor. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I moved out to Chicago and, uh, you know, was working to establish residency, um, ended up landing a job at the same place Phil was working. I had run sound for my brother's band and had toured with the Continental Singers as a sound tech just out of college. And so I had some technical background, I thought, and, and, and you know, kind of landed a job just mm-hmm. with, with those skills duplicating videotapes. Uh, so as I went through my undergraduate, um, uh, I was working, you know, to put my way through school and just getting to know this world of video post-production. And, and Phil, was, we were both computer guys, and Phil... Um, kind of became the designated guy for our company when they bought their first 3D computer system. Uh, and if you remember the Dire Straits video, Money for Nothing, the mm-hmm. Bosch FGS 4000, I think was the title. That that was the computer system that Dire Straits did this video with. Uh, so our company bought one of those. And, and you know, at the time, nobody knew how to do no. computer animation. It was so new. Of course, looking back at it now, it looks primitive, doesn't it? Oh, it looks so primitive. You just look at that. It's and it's it's so it's so primitive. And, and, and even going back and looking at the early versions of VeggieTales, like, yep, <laughs> that was pretty primitive. Um, but, you know, so we were just kind of just at the right place at the right time historically and in, in where technology was. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because we had done so much writing together and, you know, we had access to all, you know, all this equipment, we just started to think, okay, well, what could we do with this? And, you know, we had an idea, well, maybe we could do like a live variety show, the Phil and Mike show, you know, or something. Uh, but then, you know, started to think, well, wait a minute, with this, with, with computers and with animation, we can actually kind of do what we did with puppets, um, but, you know, w- with animation. So we did that. And But all this time for me, I'm just kind of, this is great. I love it. I'm having a great time doing it. I'm, you know, making enough money working at this facility to pay my way through school in combination with student loans. But I'm just passing through. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a missionary doctor. So I ended up, I, I graduated with my undergraduate 
um, applied to the Peace Corps, um, and my plan was to go uh, teach biology in Africa for two years and then come back and go to med school. I got into – I was accepted into Peace Corps, um, and kind of parallel with that, you know, we had just been talking about doing a show and, you know, and maybe using really simple characters with no limbs and no hair and no clothes. Um, and uh, and yeah, we boy, did – it sounds like they'd be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And trying to sell it. And Phil was out there trying to pitch it. And, um, you know, he, he – uh, you know, and, and we got those blank stares of, okay, we want to tell uh, Bible stories with vegetables. And, you know, <laughs> people don't want to give you a lot of money when you tell them that angle. <laughs> we'll continue talking with Mike Naraki of VeggieTales fame coming up today here on First Person. Next time on First Person, we'll meet Curry Womack of the Nashville Rescue Mission. Every time I think uh, I've figured out the boundaries that God can work within, he, he blows the doors off of those little boxes that I try to put them in. And, I, and I, uh, often, I mean, think that they're pretty good-sized boxes, but God's grace just totally transforms. Serving people in the name of Christ. You'll hear the story of Curry Womack next week on First Person. Mike Naraki is here in the offices of Big Idea Entertainment, Big Idea Studio. You are the executive vice president, which sounds it's pretty not, heady I'm for, mostly for a writer, cucumber. <laughs> writer, director, cucumber. <laughs> but it's great to see you, Mike, and to, to learn how God has uh, moved and shaped you through life. And well, uh, you, you. you took us up to the point of the creation of, of VeggieTales yeah. with you and Phil. Yeah. I, mean, I know it, it just blossomed so quickly, didn't it? Well, it, it did. seems so you quickly know, to us. I know it was a lot of hard work for you guys. Well, well, yeah, and I, you know, kind of just, and it was probably the long version of getting up to that moment of, you know, when I knew this is what I was supposed to do because I was faced with that decision of, okay, I had studied, I had thought I was supposed to do this, and I had gone to school for, you know, you know, ultimately becoming a doctor, but yet here, here was a, a point where we saw that the funding came through for the first show, and I had that real decision to make of, okay. You know, do I go to Africa literally in two months? Do I go to Africa or do I stay and work on this show? And it was a point in my life where I really had to search out, um, you know, those who knew me and, and really go go to God in prayer and just say, okay, uh, you know, what should I do? And uh, and how have you gifted me? And, um, you know, so I eventually came to the conclusion that, you know, this is where God wanted me. But it would have been, I you know, even up to that point, it was, it, I just didn't know that that's where I was going to be heading. People had to kind of think you were crazy, though. Did, did, was it oh, accepted by your family and others that suddenly this, this yeah. shift was happening? You weren't going to be a missionary doctor, you're going to be a a, a what? A, a cucumber? <laughs> yeah, some sort of a vegetable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was so funny because I almost um, my mom when I graduated, she got me a leather bound edition of Grey's Anatomy. You know, and and it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheap book. You know, <laughs> so not, no. I remember that book. That book itself almost guilted me into <laughs> not doing it. But my parents were very supportive in it. You know, um, you know, because I had put myself through school, I didn't feel kind of the, that guilt that a lot of kids may have sure, whose the parents' payback. money. Yeah, yeah, the payback. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but they were very supportive and then you know and and just you know just wanted me to to you know thrive and and be happy and so uh, they, they were they were very Good supportive of me yeah when you'd create the way you do now with with big idea with veggie tales what, what's going on what's the process what what do you what do you want to happen in kids yeah why do you do what you do well 
I think, you know, kind of, um, you know, our, our company mission is to enhance the moral and spiritual fabric of society through creative media. Um, you know, so that's kind of the big, the big picture of, of wanting to tell stories that uh, point kids to God, that remind kids that God made them special, He loves them very much, and to give parents a resource uh, to pass on biblical values to their kids. You know, so that's kind of, kind of what's behind uh, the stories that we tell. And, you know, a lot of times we'll approach a story where, you know, we look at a Bible story and say, oh, it'd be, it'd be wonderful to tell this particular Bible story. What's, what's the key um, lesson in it? How do, how do we pull that out in a way that's meaningful for a child? Other times it's, okay, well, you know, let's look at a topic like, like you know, selfishness or, you know, sharing the mm-hmm. opposite of that or, or thankfulness. And how do we, you know, how can we tell a story that really highlights that? But always using... Um, the always using scripture as the authority for that lesson, you know, and then you know that kind of setting that up. Bob and Larry um, will come on the show and you know receive a you know in the early days a letter from a child, and now and and then it became an email, and now it's now it's you <laughs> know a video, a video message, <laughs> okay. you know, so the video will come up on QWERTY uh, with a problem that they're having in their life, and you know the answer for that question will come in the form of a story, and then Bob and Larry come back on and, and wrap it up, and then Cordy comes up with a verse that mm-hmm. kind of is the authority for, for all of that. So just just knowing that, yeah, wanting to tell stories from a biblical worldview, and their story has such a powerful impact on kids, um, and our, our culture is saturated with story, and we want to approach it from the, from the point of view that, yes, w- behind our story... Um, behind the stories that we tell is the assumption of, of creation, fall, and redemption. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's how we're going to approach the stories that we tell. Has the audience, have kids changed from your start to where you are today? And if so, how are you adapting? Oh, wow. You know, um, well, technology has certainly advanced. I mean, we could not, you know, we talked about just the, the, the look of VeggieTales at the beginning. We couldn't yeah. get away with that now. But I mean, kids um, are used to using iPads now. I mean, yeah, uh, little yeah. toddlers are using iPads. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they pick up a book and they expect to be able to swipe their finger across a book the way they do on an iPad. Oh, yeah. Does that change anything for you guys? Well, you know, I think at the at the heart of it, a story is a story. I think you know people are 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 hardwired for story, so we we try to concentrate first on that, and then after that, how does how how can you get different media, you know, to yeah. deliver that They're story? Two separate things, I understand? Yeah, sure. and so for us, um, you know, and we've we've done some some you know iPad VeggieTales storybooks, and you know we've got some apps, and you know, so we're thinking in that world. But at the heart of that is like, okay, what what is you know a, a child is going to relate to character, he's going to relate to story. Uh, first and foremost, and then how can how can you use technology sure. to, to best yeah, do that? It'd be easy to get caught up in the the techno part of the whole thing, yeah, and, yeah. and lose the content. You you really focus on the content. You really yeah. hone the content, don't you? I mean, you you yeah. test it. You you work hard at it. Yeah, that, and that's the most that's the most challenging and difficult, and and the most rewarding part of the job too is just because it is telling a good story is hard work. And over the years, we've had. You know, I look at some of the shows and say, "Oh, we did a great job telling a good story with this show." Um, and other shows, it's like, "Ah, maybe not so much. That one could have been better." I mean, at the time, we're in love with everything, of you course, because yeah. otherwise, you know, you need that motivation creation. to go yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just looking back over it, and but we do try to say, "Okay, how are we going to best communicate this message through these characters in a way that's really engaging?" And that is really, really challenging. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's you know that's what I spend you know the majority of my time focusing on. Mm. So where does that start? Where does a seed idea come from? And I know you're taking stories from Scripture many times. But yeah. 
how how do you develop that? Well, you know, it's not just me. I mean, I work with a number of just really talented people here. Um, you know, from folks in 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 the studio in in the development um, area, uh, Mark Steele, who 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 I work with on development and writing, uh, Brian Roberts, uh, who's a director here, also at Big Idea. Um, you know, our producer Chris Wall, and and also our our sales and marketing team because they're the ones that are out there in the field and just saying, knowing the 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 bookstore owners and and um, the the you know the folks at Walmart and Kmart and and Target, the, the the folks that that buy the stuff in, and just keeping a pulse on okay, you know what what story and what message is going to be meaningful to our audience. Yeah, so um, it's a collaborative effort. Yeah. What kind of uh, response do you get from? I mean, you get some from kids, obviously, but parents have got to respond to you guys as well. Oh, you know, I love that. I mean, just it's so much fun for me to go out and just to see, you know, how many parents are big VeggieTales fans, you know, because I know. <laughs> First my, of all, they were raised on it. Many of them. <laughs> they, they were raised <laughs> yeah. on it, you know, but I, you know, I'm the same. I'm the, I'm the parent who has the, the DVD player in the car in the back, you know, uh-huh. and I've and I've listened to probably more kids movies than I've seen, you know, <laughs> as I'm driving, as my kids are watching them in the back, you know, and I just we get a lot of feedback about that with VeggieTales. It's like, oh, I, I'm just cracking up, you know, I'm, you know, I'm driving along and I'm listening to it and just having a great time listening to it as my kids are are. <laughs> are watching in the back but you know for me too there there's VeggieTales have have touched kids lives you know in 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 ways that are you know just just really I mean when God's word goes out there you know it's 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 not going to go out it doesn't return yeah, void it's not going to return void yeah. yeah absolutely and so you know it's a huge honor to be able to do that and just to see um to know that God is using us as an as an instrument to to deliver that word to kids all right starting where you started with puppets and volunteering, and you were headed to Africa, and VeggieTales came along, and now you've spent all these years, and you're still creating every day. Could you have written a better script for your life, Mike? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. No, I just, I, 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 I kind of feel like that's the place where I want to be, where, where I'm just saying, you know what, God, you're, you're in control of this, and, and if I can surrender my life, my, my vocation, my future to, to how you want to use me. Um, you know, looking back, I could prepare the the way that I thought would be best for me. And, you know, my, my heart and my motivation was to serve, you know, and, you know, so I, I did what I thought I needed to do. But I, I may not have gone to a Bible college, you know, knowing that, okay, I want to get some Bible classes out of the way before I go to pre-med, you know, to go be a, a missionary doctor. If I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have met Phil. If I, you know, so all these things, you know, I think God just directs and leads. And, you know, I think for me, just just wanting to say, okay, just use me. And sometimes I, I struggle even at times with legitimacy. You know, I live in, in Nashville where there's so many talented people, you know, just incredibly talented people. And you see some people who are fortunate enough to be able to do it for a living and some are not. And sometimes it doesn't have to, anything have to do with talent. You know, it's just for some reason, um, you know, it, it just right works place for some, the right, time, right place the right at the right people, time. And, yeah. you know, and, and so, some people don't make it at all. And some people, yeah, yeah, and don't make it at all, you know. And so I don't take that for granted and just know that, okay, I feel very fortunate to do what I do and, and very grateful and, um, you know, just want to you know, stay true to to that original intent of ministry with, with what we do at VeggieTales. Mike Naraki, who spends his days bringing computer-animated vegetables to life through VeggieTales. Mike has a very unique job, but he sees it as much more than his vocation. It's his life passion to teach biblical values to children, even when it means writing and delivering lines as a cucumber. There's more about Mike and VeggieTales on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. I hope you'll visit us online soon. 
And if you've missed any portion of today's interview, it's been posted for online listening. You may want to encourage other VeggieTale fans to listen. Go to firstpersoninterview.com. In addition to this week's interview, all previous First Person programs are archived for convenient listening. Plus, there's a schedule of upcoming guests at firstpersoninterview.com. Well, on the same trip that took me to Nashville to interview Mike, I also spent some time at the downtown Nashville Rescue Mission. The mission is involved in incredible ministry, and next week, you'll meet Curry Womack, who's devoting his life in service to Christ by assisting those in need. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, thank you for listening today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next week at the same time for First Person.